Hey friends, welcome to Anchored In Always. I'm Katie Thornhill, and I've been through the storms of marriage infidelity, drug and alcohol addiction of a loved one, and even loss of a child to cancer. In this podcast, I will share with you how to place healthy boundaries in your relationships, how to recover from past hurts using the principles of Christian recovery, and how to find healing even in the loss of a loved one, so that you can live a life of joy and purpose despite your circumstances. If you're ready to find freedom and victory, then join me on a journey of soul restoration as we anchor into Jesus. So pull your hair back, strap on your boots, and grab your Bible, and let's weather this storm. Well, hey, welcome back to Anchored In Always. Um, So today, I am so excited. I have a friend on the podcast, and her name is Jen. I'm going to introduce her to you in just a moment. But um, I met Jen years ago when I started attending um, Celebrate Recovery at Hope Nazarene in Clarksville. And she was just always a friendly face. Um, I was new to recovery, and honestly... As I've shared before on this podcast, I didn't necessarily think I needed to be there. Um, I thought it was for those people, other people, and I was fine. And if, you know, Josh would just get his stuff together, then everything would be great. But I was going because I wanted to support him. And of course, you all know my story that I found that I needed it just as much as he did. But as I was going, um, I was nervous just being in that environment and it was new to me. And so Jen was always a warm, welcoming face in the share groups, especially. And she always just shared vulnerably and from her heart. And I was just, I just admired her and her honesty and and just sharing her story. And so um, when I was thinking about having different guests on the show, um, she came to mind. And so I just recently asked her to to join us today. So I'm so excited for y'all to hear her story, a little bit of her testimony and how God's using her today. And so with that, Jen, um, if you could just uh, share a little bit about yourself so the listener kind of has a little bit of an idea of who they're who they're listening to today. That would be awesome. Hi. Um, I am a single mother. I have a daughter. Her name is Peyton. She's nine years old. Um, it has been a journey with her. Um, she has been diagnosed with several different um, disorders. Um, so trying to learn how to navigate that with school and tutoring and therapies. It, it has been a challenge. Um, I am actually currently in school once again for nursing. So I am in hopes to become a registered nurse and then maybe even further and go nurse practitioner. Um, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> wow. That's exciting. Um, I didn't know that about the nursing. So congratulations. Like that's just such an admirable field and nurse practitioner, um, too. That's really, really awesome. And then, you know, hats off to all the single moms listening because, um, you know, I rely on Josh so much and I got a small taste of that when he left for treatment and he was gone for three months and I had to, um, care for our three children by myself. And I was just like, Whoa, you know, so my hat's off to, um, all the single moms listening to you, Jen. And especially when, you know, your children, um, have issues beyond just normal childhood issues. Um, disabilities or learning disabilities or ADHD or all the different things um, that, you know, you as a mom have to help care for and help, you know, lay that foundation to get her the help that she needs. And so uh, I'm just so proud of you for that too, Um, among also doing your recovery. And so that's just, just very awesome. Um, And so with that, Jen, I was uh, 
just going to see if you could tell us a little bit about some of the struggles that you faced that really brought you to recovery and brought you to the place where you're at now. So I have always struggled with alcohol, even though I was in denial for so long. Um, everybody would say, oh, you have a problem. And I would be like, no, I don't like I have it under control. Um, so alcohol has always been kind of the forefront. Um, I went to college at 17. I played softball. Um, and it was just kind of the norm to drink. Um, I am fun fact, I am six, two. So I, get a lot of attention for my height. Um, and that is something that I'm very self-conscious about. And I have struggled with my worth. Um, but I've always just kind of wanted to be accepted in everything. And I think that is why I've let alcohol take the forefront or whatever. Um, I used honestly, any kind of substance, whether that was chemical or alcohol or whatever, any kind of drug, just to kind of numb out um, from the pain that I faced um, growing up and in relationships. I had a good childhood. Um, but yeah, it was it was always a struggle. I used to sit there and cry just trying to figure out like why was I an alcoholic? Um, I never, had a bad childhood. Um, I know a lot of women here, you know, it stems from something traumatic in their childhood. I didn't have that. So the, the alcohol and the drug like that, that was, that was my problem. Um, because I just didn't want to feel anything. I wanted to numb out. Um, I didn't want to remember the emotional abuse from relationships or the physical abuse from relationships. So just using anything and everything to numb out, which obviously is not the correct thing to do, but that was the only thing that I knew how to do at that time. Yes. And you know, um, hearing you say that, I think of my husband a lot because he, in his testimony, he shares the same thing that he really didn't have, um, a, a traumatic childhood. Um, he had great parents and a supportive environment. Um, but there was just insecurity he dealt with this insecurity and his, his identity and worth, like who was he? Um, and especially when he stopped playing football and he lost that identity, that was his identity for so long. And so he numbed. And, and, uh, when you use that word, I think that is the perfect word to use. Um, like so many people, whether it's drugs and alcohol, or for me, it's anxiety and um, codependency on people. So I find my worth in what people think of me and, you know, people pleasing and approval and a per perfectionism. And so I numb with busyness. Busyness is an idol um, and, and just trying to always um, do something more like it, I don't numb with uh chemical or substance, but I numb with other things, people, people are my drug of choice. And, you know, and so we all have something and whether that stems, like you said, that was such a great point from a childhood trauma or just, um, our identity and you, you know, being tall and struggling with what people think of you as, as a tall woman, um, and how that, you know, you identified with that and that caused some insecurity for you, which then, you know, led to, relationship issues and emotional abuse that, that you mentioned and, and even physical abuse. Um, and so there's always hurt 
you know, we all have some sort of hurt or baggage um, and then and typically numb with something. And that's what, you know, what I love about Celebrate Recovery is, is it's for everybody, you know, because we all struggle with something. Um, so thank you so much for just being vulnerable and sharing that. I didn't know that. I love the fact that you're six two. I I love your height. Like I, I I'm on the other spectrum because I'm kind of short and squatty. So I love tall, like women, like long legs and tall. And so it's funny, like when that's your, your struggle, I'm like, I, what? And so it's funny how different, you know, different we all are. Um, so let me ask you this, Jen. Um, you, you said that you, you were in denial for a long time about the alcohol, um, becoming an, you know, overusing it and becoming, um, uh, an addiction. So what changed? What, how did you find healing from that? So I, I just, I struggled, I struggled really hard. And I, I remember crying out and I was at one of the lowest points in my life, probably where I just, I knew I couldn't do this anymore. Um, I remember calling my friend and asking her like, can I go to church with you? Because something has to give, like, I, I can't do this. Um, I wanted to end my life. So I remember going to church with her and every sermon, it just felt like they were speaking directly to me. Mm -hmm. Um, and they kept talking about if you haven't been baptized, like why not? So I kept praying on it and praying on it. And I was like, you know what? Like I'm ready to come out with my faith. Um, so it was actually in that moment where we, I had to do like a baptism video and talk about my struggles. And I talked about my struggles with alcohol. Um, and then it would, it's a God thing. And it, mm -hmm. I look at it now and I'm like, there's God's little miracles everywhere. If you just pay attention and look for them. Um, but one of the girls that was in the, for the baptism bash, she came up to me and was like, I have eight years of sobriety from alcohol and I would love for you to join our, um, small group that we have called turning point. And that woman is a huge part of my life. She is my sponsor. Her name is Sierra. Um, and so we did turning point and it was a small group of men and women that really knew that they were messy people, but they were ready to peel back those layers and kind of figure out why they are the way that they are or their triggers or anything like that. And then it was actually Sierra and another girl that we went to celebrate recovery. And I was so nervous and I was like, I don't need this. Like I don't need to go to meetings or anything. And then sitting in and celebrate recovery, it was, it was a safe place. I felt at home there um, that is really kind of when I found the healing, um, was in celebrate recovery. So I felt, I felt that I needed to heal from everything. Um, I got divorced in January of 2018. So I actually got baptized at the beginning and got divorced, um, at the end of January and, I knew that I needed to get sober 
or else I was just going to continue to bleed on others for harm or whatever that they, they didn't do. So I knew I needed to heal and actually feel all the feelings that I put down for so long. So CR really, really helped with that. Um, the share groups that were gender specific really helped because that's kind of when you took off the mask. Um, so I like to consider myself pretty authentic. Like I know I'm messy, um, but I have a big heart and that's just who I am. Um, it wasn't until the, like the step study though, that I really got the healing because that's where I really started to connect the pieces of where, um, my insecurities came, um, with alcohol, with codependency, um, the anxiety, the depression, just every, every little thing I really found it came from my self-worth and me wanting to be accepted. And I didn't realize that until, you know, working the program and doing the step study and doing my inventory. Um, but yeah, I really just had to kind of dig deep, um, and find the root of the problem and then try to have the tools to use that to heal from it. Yes. Well, you said so much there, honestly, um, that just resonated like, um, at the very beginning, you know, your life had become unmanageable. And that's what we say, you know, step one, you know, recognizing that your life is unmanageable and you started to realize that you were powerless in and of yourself to fix it. You needed a power greater than yourself. And, you know, I know that secular recovery works for a lot of people for sobriety um, and even long-term sobriety, but that the missing piece can often be Jesus, like growing in that relationship with Jesus, because he is the one true higher power that not only helps you with your sobriety, but recovery, like lasting healing. Um, and so I think that's what, what's so special about CR is, is just taking recovery in those 12 steps and then adding the biblical comparisons and the eight principles and really growing in an authentic relationship with Jesus. And also another thing you said that uh, I think was so great was just recognizing that you needed to root out what was the underlying issue. And, and you're exactly right. That's what I found for myself in the step study as well, um, was I think for so long, you know, people just trim the weeds, like we just trim the weeds and we're just addressing the behaviors uh, or the symptoms of the behaviors, even the drinking, um, you know, the, the obsessive compulsive behaviors and different things, but we're not necessarily digging down deep enough to understand why we do those things, what causes those us to turn to those things, um, and, and, and seeing the negative behavior patterns. Um, and when you do your inventory and you share that, um, and you walk through those 12 steps in that step study, you begin to see those patterns and you can identify, uh, when this happens, I respond this way. And so how can I do it differently? And so it's just so incredibly healing, like you said. So thank you so much for sharing that. I just love it. Um, so tell us a little bit now, Jen, how is, you know, coming out of the healing that you've experienced through turning point and, and celebrate recovery, um, how is God using you now to help other people, um, find healing? So I am actually one of the leaders for celebrate recovery at community of hope. Um, so I have been doing that, I think for 
about six months now, maybe, I don't know, to be honest with you of how long I've been doing it. Um, So I tried to give back then. I've given my testimony. And let me tell you, that was probably one of the scariest things that I have ever done um, because my past is not pretty. And I went back and forth several times about, should I share this or should I not? Um, but ultimately I decided to share it, um, even though it wasn't pretty and it was stuff that I wasn't proud of, but just being able to finally speak about it and release it, um, was very, very freeing for me. Um, I didn't feel like I was trapped any longer. Um, it, it has allowed me to, to just become really authentic in who I am. Um, I am a sponsor, um, for a person as well. Um, so I feel like, honestly, like God has used my story to help others, even though it was extremely painful and there were things that I was not proud of or anything like that. Um, God is using my story to be able to share that with others because they're, they aren't alone. Um, and I think that is really important. The enemy wants to think that we're all alone, that no one else has gone through this and it's just you. But in all reality, if we just open up and find a tribe of people, I would not be anywhere without my tribe. Um, I had a lot of relationships in the past, friendships in the past that were not used correctly. So I was taken advantage of or that type of stuff. Um, So finding a true tribe of people, because like what you said, it is a village. Like it takes, it takes a village to kind of get through. Um, And that's what I feel CR is my forever family. That's what we like to say. Um, And just being able to give back in that atmosphere is truly, truly rewarding because it is a program um, or ministry that works as long as you put in the work. Um, So I, I, I wouldn't be here without God and for Celebrate Recovery and Turning Point. So it's truly humbling for me um, to be able and rewarding for me to give back to others as well. Yes. Um, and you know, that, that is what I love so much about this as a ministry leader myself, like being able to see people come through those doors as newcomers and that kind of like deer in the headlights, hopeless, um, scared, overwhelmed look on their face. And then turning around like a year later after they've come for a while, and done a step study. And now they're leading share groups or leading a step study and just how God can just take the the worst parts of our story and, and turn them into this beautiful message. Mm -hmm. Um, and he uses those. I mean, I think about like, when you read the Bible, all of the the main people that we read about in the Bible, um, were, they had passed, they, they sinned and they were broken human beings, just like you and I, and God used them to do incredible things when they turned their lives and their will 
over to him and they surrendered. And that's the, the key point is not how, what you've done wrong in your past or what's been done to you. It's not any of that. It's the, it's the fact that you bring all of it and you lay it at his feet and, and he can do something with it, but he can't do anything. He doesn't force himself on us. So he can't, he's not going to do anything with our past and our junk. If we don't lay it at his feet and give it to him, but just watch out. If you do, he will do immeasurably more than you could ask or think. And that's the beauty of this program that you and I as leaders get to see, and we get a front row seat too. Um, and that's really what I remember uh, hearing Rick Warren say about Celebrate Recovery is that it's uh, a leadership or a discipleship factory for the church. You know, it's taking people, helping them root out their, their struggles and their sin issues and, and get out of denial, get healthy, and then turn them into leaders that use their gifts that God gave them to pour into other people. And we know that that's the best way to not relapse in our area of struggle is to serve other people um, out of a place of healing. And then we can pour into other people and serve other people. So it's just such a beautiful like cycle um, and program, which is why it works and why it's worked for over 30 years. Um, so thank you for sharing that. I just, I love, I could hear that all day, every day and never get sick and tired of it. So thank you so much. That's beautiful. And so I just wanted to close with Jen, um, what would you say to encourage the person listening today who feels hopeless, who are like you were before you found recovery and they just are ready to maybe even call it quits and just say, I'm done, God, I, there's nothing left for me and I'm hopeless and I'm afraid. And they just feel like nothing will ever change for them. I would say, you are not alone. I think a lot of people have been at that point. Um, I like to say, if I can do it, anybody can do it. Um, you just, you really have to put in the work and don't lose the hope. The enemy wants to attack you and isolate you from other people, um, thinking it's just you. And that's not true at all. Like our Lord, serves such a higher purpose for everybody and mm -hmm. you are made from him. And I would just say, just keep fighting, keep fighting. Sometimes if you're just fighting and surviving, then you're doing all right. Uh, but you're not alone and to find, find a group of people that have the same values, have the same morals um, and get you a tribe and Get ready for battle because it's not going to be easy, um, but it is going to be worth it in the end. So just you got to stick with it. And you're right. Yes. Great words of wisdom for sure. Um, we say often in chip ceremony, you know, like the only failure is giving up, you know, so it's okay to, to mess up, but to get back up. And like you said, keep fighting, keep going one day at a time, one moment at a time. Um, and again, the tribe, you know, I just love that whole analogy that you shared of having your people, having a tribe, because it is a war. It's, it's a, not a war against flesh and blood, but it's a spiritual battle that we are in every single day until heaven. And so we need our, our tribe with us and we have the warfare, we have the spiritual armor that God has given us and then celebrate recovery also gives us tools, which you mentioned earlier that you, you know, we're equipped, we have the armor of God and we have tools from, um, CR. And so we are equipped and we just need to link arms with brothers and sisters that are 
also admitting where they struggle and surrendering it to Jesus. And we can get through this together with our forever family. And it's just such a blessing because life is going to be messy. This side of heaven, it's not going to get better. And, right. and so, but it can still be beautiful. There can be purpose and pain at the same time. And, yes. and that's what's what's so wonderful about it. So again, Jen, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to be here with us. I'm so excited to watch you grow as a leader with Celebrate Recovery. Um, you know, the leader you're with only is my sponsor. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm just, and, and that's where I started out is at Hope. So I'm just excited to watch that ministry grow. And our ministry is going to partner with you guys and, you know, be sister ministries together and help each other out. And so I'm excited about all of that. So thanks again. Thank all you. Right. You are welcome. You are welcome. And said, I'm going to go ahead and just close this in prayer today. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I just thank you so much for my sister Jen and just her willingness to be here. God, I thank you for her vulnerability and her honesty and just being willing to share parts of her, her story with us today, God, and just watching how you redeem people, Lord, how you take what is broken um, and what we're often so scared to, to reveal and, and expose, Lord, but you take the worst parts of our stories and the broken pieces and put them all together into a mighty message. And, and that is truly what this world needs, Lord. It needs to know that despite what's gone on in in our lives or, or what's happened to us or the mistakes that we've made ourselves, Lord, that you can use it. You can use it for your glory and you can do mighty things in each of our lives. And so I pray for that woman or man listening today, Lord, who just is struggling with that and they just feel useless and hopeless. I pray that you would grab hold of their heart and that something that Jen shared and I shared today in this episode might resonate with them, Lord, and um, and that they would seek you and just lay all of those broken pieces at your feet and that you will do a mighty work in in their life because you are faithful, God. And we just thank you and praise you for that today. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey friend, are you feeling stuck? Maybe in your relationship with God, yourself, or other people in your life? As a professional life and relationship coach, I can help you discover unhealthy patterns and mindsets that are holding you back from experiencing more fulfilling relationships and stepping into that God-sized calling on your life with confidence. You can email me at katie at anchoredinalways.com. And be sure to check out my brand new website at anchoredinalways.com for more information and to book your 20-minute free discovery session with me today. Also, if you enjoyed today's episode and would like to connect and learn more, join our community on Facebook at Anchored In Always. I will put all of these links in the show notes for you. Lastly, I want to bring this message of hope and healing to as many hurting people as possible. So help me spread the love by sharing this podcast on your social media outlets. Please take a quick minute to subscribe and leave me a review. Thank you for anchoring in with me today. God bless you as you weather your storms.